Marin suffered an unfortunate accident, but I was able to intervene for a chance to formally make her acquaintance. It should always be remembered that while our stories are dear to us, your story is not always yours alone. Now, as Marin sets out from Severir, what will the next stop on her journey bring? Welcome back to Blood Gold. Marin, when you wake up in Burren and Icky's farmhouse, it is before dawn, and Sorel and Acrea are still sleeping. You have this burning, sharp pain in your chest from where the speckled bee stung you the day before. Post-mortem? Post-post? It was dead, and it still <laughs> stung you. And, um... So your your chest is sore. You kind of feel like this tense, uh, this this tightness in your in your muscles. And Acrea and Sorel are still sound asleep on the floor, and it is dark outside your window. Can I tell what time it is? Just like by a lot of years of experience, do I know that it's two o'clock in the morning, or do I know that the sun is about to rise? The sun is the sun is on the verge of rising. Okay. It, it's morning, um, okay. for sure. It is farmer gets up morning. Got it. So I'm up? Yeah. Okay. When I wake up, I don't... Marin doesn't open her eyes and lay in bed. That's not what Marin does. She's conscious, so she's sitting up, and she's, like, getting ready to get out of the bed. Um, and as she is getting up out of the bed, she, like, kicks the closest kobold to her. Not, like, hard, you know, just, like, nudges them with her foot to wake mm. them up as well. I don't know who's closest to her. Yeah. Surreal goes, oh, Marin, just let me sleep a little longer. Nope. It's not even daylight out. It will be when we leave. Uh, and I think you hear Akraya starting to kind of stir, and Akraya sits up, and she's rubbing her eye with her palm, and she goes, uh, all right. Well, let's get going, Sorel. We shouldn't waste any time. And Sorel kind of like rolls on the floor and just like, <laughs> as you and Acrea start getting ready to go. I chuckle when Sorel like, Marin is meticulous. She has stripped the bed and folded all of the linens that they borrowed. Um, even though it's all going in the wash, mm-hmm. she's folding it all. Um, and it looks like no one has ever been in that room ever when they leave. That's how, like, clean they leave it. And I think they dip out without, like, saying anything. Okay. I uh, think we should do our condition check. I think so. Before we head out on the road. That is strength plus spirit for everybody. Correct. So I'll roll Marin's first. Okay. I rolled a three. I got two, wait, oh, I got two ones. That is a fumble. That's a fumble. I really should do something with this. These wait, how points. is that a three if you roll? Because I have a plus one because of some of, one of my thingies. Oh, right, right, One right. of my thingies gives me a plus one that I forever forget about. So, I always forget about it. So, I had a super fail. 
but I got a little plus one bonus. All right. So while you roll the other two, I'm going to check and see what happens on a condition fumble. <laughs> I bet I wake up bad. <laughs> yeah. I My think, guess is bad. I think it's going to be a little worse than we initially thought. That uh, Probably that poison is going to be a little worse, I think. It got to me. Well, look at Sorel over here rocking an eight. Oh, God. You okay? Akrae got a nine. I got a critical failure, and they both were, like, fine. So here's here's an interesting thing that's in the rules. When a character's condition is two, in parentheses, a fumble roll. That's it? Well, it, then it goes on to say what happens. But my question is, your condition isn't two because of one of your abilities? I would count that, though, because I rolled the two. I think it's robust. Yes, it's robust. It's robust? Yeah, robust gives me a plus one. Here's the thing. If what is after that fumble roll is a lot of bad things, then it doesn't count. But if it's a chance at a good <laughs> thing, then it does count. Uh, no, you would have to choose a status effect. I already have one. Did that go away, by the way? What do you have? I have uh, tired. What? What's the number? Four. No, that does not go away. Ever? Uh, well, it goes away when you wake up with a condition higher than four. Okay, well, yeah, that didn't happen. Um, you know what I'm actually going to do? You can have the fumble point, or because you slept in a bed last night, you mm -hmm. actually should get a bonus to your... Um... So then I get a four? So am I just tired then? Roll, roll another, roll one. What are those, what are those die sizes? My strength is an eight and my spirit is a six. Uh, re-roll your spirit. Okay. Two. Uh, then I will let you take the hot, the, the two and the one rather than taking the fumble point. I don't think I understand what you're saying. So you can have either a condition of four or uh -huh. you can take the fumble point and take the fumble. I still don't think that my brain is comprehending what you're saying. So my condition would be four, but this, but I keep this tired nonsense, and I don't get the fumble point. And you don't get the fumble point. Okay, but that's you fine. lose the tired. Oh, I lose the tired. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your condition goes away once you wake up with yes. equal to yes, I want that. the thing. I'm not using the fumble points because I don't remember that I have them <laughs> is what it is. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and then doesn't that half my HP or my my something... I fucked up my HP <clears throat> by doing this, don't I? No, that's your journey test. Oh. So we're going to go on a journey test next. Do I start with max HP every time I sleep? Uh, yeah, because you slept in a bed in a house, um, your HP goes all the way up. Got it. We're playing Calvin Ball a little bit. We're getting used to it. We're figuring it out. Calvin Ball? Yeah. yeah. That's not a thing. It, it, is, it is a thing. It's from Calvin and Hobbes. Didn't, didn't you ever read Calvin and Hobbes? They play a game called Calvin Ball, where the rules are made up and you make up the rules as you're playing. I... I've used that phrase. We've been podcasting RPG content for three years across two different shows, and I have 100% used the phrase Calvin Ball before. I don't listen to you. That's the problem with our podcast. You know that. Um, I've never heard it before, and listener out there who somehow remembers every single thing that Zach says. If he's ever used it before, please let me know. Otherwise, you're a liar. Pants on fire. Why do you need the listener to... Because I won't remember. I'm not going to go through and look and I'm see not, if you've said yeah, it. Yeah, but why don't you believe me when I say that I've said it before? Because we're married. 
Foolish. What a foolish statement. <laughs> that I would believe you. Silly. All right. We've aw- we've awoken. You have awoken. We've awoken. And you want to head out before the rest of the house gets up? We are trying to dip. Ba, 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 ba. That would probably usually work, except Burren is a rancher. Like, if you weren't in a farmer's... I'm not trying to sneak away. I'm just trying to not be inconvenient. Oh, oh, I see, yeah. I see. Yeah. So, uh, as, as, you're, as you're getting up and you're making your way through the house... Uh, I, I think you. I think it's just Burren. Burren's up, and I think he's in the kitchen as you kind of pass through on your way out of the house. And uh, he he stands up and he goes, "Marin, I just wanted to to thank you for helping out the town and helping out my farm. I really appreciate it. You you put yourself in a lot of risk, and I'm I'm glad you're okay. But uh, thank you very much, and thank you for sharing the the honey with me. I, I really appreciate it. No problem. Enjoy the honey and. Keep your family safe. He goes, you too. Stay safe on wherever it is you're going. And you too uh, don't get into too much trouble. And I think I just kind of tip my hat at him, which is a ridiculous thing to do because I don't have a hat. You don't have a hat? No. No. Marin does not have a hat. Marin has a poncho with a hood. Oh, right. She has as few things as possible. A hat would get in the way. She has a poncho with a hood. But she like, you know inclines her head i just i say that a lot i need some other way of indicating that she's doing that Mm -hmm. uh so you step outside and it is a cold spring morning uh it's very dark it looks very overcast there's dark clouds uh covering severier and a, a light misty fog on the ground the town has not yet started moving yet it's still um there's some rustling on the streets of, of the occasional like lamplighters or whatever. But uh, but the town is still very much asleep as you as you walk the road into town. And uh, I guess I should clarify, I guess I should double check. There is one road that cuts through Severir uh, to the east, heads back the way you came to save and cut. And to the north, it goes to Lawnborn. But uh, you don't necessarily have to go to Lawnborn if you don't want. You could go straight north into the forest. You could go south for some reason if you wanted. I just want to make sure that, you know, I know exactly where you're going. I want you to have all the information if you want to go through town to Lawnborn. I want to yes and you. And I want this story to progress the way that you, the master, have envisioned it. And if you give me choices... I will make the wrong one. I need you to know that I'm going to stick to the road (laughs) because you've created it that way. But I'm just for future reference. If you give me a forest, there is a chance I will walk in that forest. And I am prepared for that contingency. (laughs) So, I mean, so that's kind of that's the cool thing about hex crawls is that you have the freedom to go wherever you want. So we have this big hex map. You have the freedom to go wherever you want. Obviously, following the road is going to be the easiest. It might not necessarily be the fastest, but following the road is going to be the most sensible thing for a normal person to do. Um, But, you know, the road versus the forest each has their own sort of pros and cons. Hold on. You bring up a really good point because the kobolds were angry that we weren't going fast enough. So I might want to take the fastest route. All right. So I started at that circle. So it would make sense for me to go through the woods until I get to this location that I don't know what it is. Way up north. Yes. 
I think that's totally up to you. That would take a few days. And I will say that the Ryutama rules state that a lot, like a long journey is three days between town. Okay. That's like a seven day journey, which you are welcome to do if you think that you can handle it, but it's going to take like, you might run out of food, water, you might have to scavenge and stuff for it, which you have the capability of doing. Right. So if we had not encountered any obstacles on the road, we should have been able to get from the town that we started in to the town that we ended up in, in a day. I think it did two take days. Two, two days. days. Which is what it took. It took us. So if I'm using that as a measure, okay, so each little hex is about a half day, which is probably a terrible way of doing this. But this is, I'm about to math this out and it no takes, one wants to. It takes no one, one day to go from center of a hex to center of a hex. Two. Well, then you did your math wrong because that should have taken three days then. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> All right. So it takes a day to get from one center to the next center. Okay. Yeah, but if we cut through the woods, we're never really more than a day away from another village to get to that place. Oh, yeah. You could always make an emergency yeah. pull off if that's what you wanted to do. Right. All right. I'm going to do something really annoying. So we get to, there's, at some point there will be a junction where I can go into the woods or I can continue going on the road, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So we get to that junction and I look at Akraya and Sorrel and I go, the safest way is on this road, but it'll take us another two days to get to port or we can go through the woods. It'll be more dangerous you'll need to not be terrible but we'll cut two days off our journey what do you want to do (laughs) this is your journey i think sorrel immediately like draws her sword and points to the forest (laughs) and she goes to adventure (laughs) and akraya like puts her hand on sorrel's sword and pushes it down and looks up at you and goes the most important thing is that we get this egg to pongip safely However we do that is up – that's why we asked this favor of you is because we trust you to make the best decision. We're going to stay on the road for now, but we will have to go through the woods at some point. I'm hoping to shave off at least a day from our journey. But I want you to know that I heard your concerns and am modifying – our journey in accordance to those. And she looks so pained and so awkward. Like, this is the most awkward thing that she's ever had to do before. Yeah, I think Akraya, like, narrows her eyes and is, like, staring at you. Like, what? <laughs> and I think as you start to walk off, Akraya and Sarah look at each other like, what is, what happened to Marin? Um, that and- is, that's Marin's attempt at, like, trying to be nicer (laughs) and being like i hear you you're annoying and i hear you and okay (laughs) that's what that whole (laughs) thing was just you know to explain what happened there then i think as you are making your way down the road you set off on the road you start heading out of severir on the road to lawnborn it is a very cool day a very um i would say like a humid day it's very like you can smell the rain in the air. Um, those clouds aren't letting up. They're still kind of like hovering above you as you make your way into the pine forest. 
and that that pine scent is is really strong as it mixes with the uh what's the word for the smell of rain uh petrichor is that petrichor the the smell after it rains yeah yeah thank you doctor who (laughs) um why don't we roll our journey check sure so i'm making my travel check yes Yes, travel check my travel check okay so strength and dexterity Oh, I also, you don't have to do a direction check if you travel on the road, whereas if you start traveling in the woods, you'll have to make a direction check. Okay. Wow, Marin's not doing great today. She rolled a four. Ooh, that's not good. No, it's not. All right. Is it a failure, though? That is a failure. Uh, The terrain is woods, and it is a... um, it's a cloudy day, so the weather isn't going to affect anything, but that is a difficulty eight test. Uh, can you, do you also roll for Sorella and Akrea as well? Yes, I'm I, sorry. I got very annoyed that I failed that, so <laughs> I apologize. All right, Sorella and I have the same strength and dexterity. Well, I mean, not really, but we roll the same die. That's a seven. Kraya got a five. All right, so everyone does pretty bad on this track. Oh, and Osmer. We forgot to get Osmer. Obviously, I have Osmer. <laughs> Obviously, I have Osmer. Well, Osmer's very cranky as you get him out of the stables. Let's just retcon state that right now. As you got him, he was very cranky. I think that adds to the difficulty of the journey. Yeah. Um, especially because you you put Osmer in this really nice stable, yep. and then you pulled him out to put him in a like a crappy a, stable I with mean, some woolly ox. If I had started Osmer in that stable, they would have been fine. Yes, but I put them in the nice fancy one. Mm-hmm. Everyone would be cranky if you like got downgraded from first class to business. That's true. Or coach. I I don't know. I don't fly on airplanes. I don't know what those are called. I, I standard. Uh, that's not a that's not a thing. It's not standard. Stan- no, it's not standard. <laughs> standard class. But you're right. I think Osmer is very cranky, and I think he makes the the walk pretty difficult for you. And I think we can explore that after we check in with our listeners. Hello, and welcome back to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I'm your husband and GM, Zach. And I'm your wife and player, Diana. And this is episode 12 of the Blood Gold campaign. How are you, my darling? I am doing superbly. Superbly. Superbly? Superbly. Superbly. Mm-hmm. I will tell you the why. <laughs> it is all because of the holidays. I have, I think, seven days of work. Before break, if I did my math correctly, yes, seven days of work before I go on break. Lucky. I'm not mad about it. I'm pretty happy about it, in fact. And right now, they're talking about making my last day of work a full day training, which is (laughs) the most beautiful thing ever. Because not only am I at home because it's an asynchronous day, which means we get to work from home those days, mm. but it's a full day training. No one expects me to do anything. Zoom mic off. Zoom video off. Holidays are starting. 
And they're not going to tell me anything I don't know. I already know all about 504s. I took a training about 504s at my last job and have been educating everybody at this job about it. I only need the SparkNotes version about how they want this to look. It's going to be great, y'all. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. I love this time of year. I have not made that a secret. That is something I've been very open about. I love wrapping presents. I, in fact... You guys might not know this, and this sounds worse than it is, but I wrap my own presents. That does sound bad. It does, but he puts them in boxes. I don't know what they are, but I just, I love wrapping presents. I don't want my, I don't want my presents in bags, and he'll put them in bags because he doesn't like wrapping presents. I don't, let me clarify. I mean, you're right. I don't like wrapping presents, but I don't like wrapping presents because I'm really bad at wrapping presents. And when I give you, I've given you in the past poorly wrapped presents and you either complain about them, you undo them and then rewrap them, or you just like are like, oh, I like critique that's them. Nice. It's, it's bad. So I know it sounds bad that I make Diana wrap her own presents, he but doesn't... they are surprises. I promise the presents are surprises, and I promise that it's what she wants to do. It is. It is. It's, he doesn't make me. I make him. Let me wrap my presents. I just like today I, I finished wrapping all of the presents that I had purchased. And so I asked him if he was ready for me to wrap mine because I wanted to keep wrapping presents. I wrapped two of the goblins current toys that she doesn't play with as often just because I wanted to keep wrapping. I just wanted to keep she does not care. She's seven months old. She will not care about unwrapping these presents. It will not matter. She will try to eat the paper. She won't even be allowed to unwrap her own presents. And I still (laughs) wrapped two of her presents because I wanted to. I have a problem, but it is a good problem. There's not a problem with it. I love it. But another thing, this is a little, I guess, more serious slash whatever. I complain about my job a lot, mainly because I hate kids, but it is what it is. Um... (laughs) There is only one thing about my current job at the elementary level that I like. There's only one. And I look forward to it every year. And it is our, some places call them angel trees or tree angels or something. Um, It's our holiday help program where families will say, hey, I need some help getting some gifts this year. These are some ideas. And then I reach out to the community and the teachers and get them. And so that's kind of been for the last couple of weeks, that's sort of been what I've been doing. And that brings me so much joy. I don't wrap those presents, very unfortunately. But I do get to give family presents. And I get to be like, my office is literally covered in presents. And it's making me so happy. Like, it's so silly, but it makes me so happy. I love it. And then this week is over. And I will be miserable again until next November when I start it up again. Because kids are terrible. Children are fine. Individual childs, not a problem. But 400 kids, even when they're not in your building, are horrendous. I am not a fan of that many small people. I'm not a fan. But anyway, I'm excited about that. And I wrapped our own presents, which I love. I love looking under our tree and seeing all these pretty, prettily wrapped presents because I wrapped them and they just look so nice. I know I sound crazy, but I love them. I want to talk about something now. Okay, go ahead. You talk. Your <laughs> <I> turn. Wanna... <laughs> um, I just want to thank Josh Long uh, at Evil DM Josh on Twitter, who is part of the Geekspective Network, actually co-founder of the Geekspective Network, for sending me some presents 
uh, recently. I had put out a call asking for people's old Gundam models because I want to get better at um, like making Gundam models pretty. But I always, anytime I build one of my own Gundam models, I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to experiment on this Gundam model. But I know a lot of hobbyists like have old models that they've assembled and then put back in their boxes and just like don't look like that's a pretty normal part of the hobby. So I put out a, tw- a, a ask on Twitter being like, hey, does anybody have old Gundam models? And Josh Long reached out. I was like, yeah, I do have a couple. Would you like them? And I was like, yeah, sure. So Josh sent me a whole bunch of Gundam models. As thanks, w- thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that. I'm super excited about it. Um, but uh, he also sent some really cool Geekspective swag, um, a Geekspective pin, uh, a uh, some really cool Geekspective dice. It was it was really really nice. So I just wanted to thank Josh from Geekspective. Um, I don't expect people to be sending me gifts in fact you don't send me gifts because everything like i'm the last person you need to be worrying about right now but i did really appreciate that and i just wanted to give them a shout out and also because the geek spectrum network is ttrpg related i'm talking about some ttrpg related that was not a requirement for me being on this show. I just want to clarify that exclusively talking about TTRPG, which, by the way, do you see how fast he says it and how fast I say it? I literally have to translate those acro- like this acronym. Meanwhile, I can throw out 504 like it's nothing and all these other acronyms, but... I actually hate the TT part. I just like to say RPG. Yeah, I don't like TT. Well, but... It doesn't even make sense to be TT. It does. No, it doesn't. This is different than Final Fantasy, yeah, the video game. Yeah, but tabletop is one word. It should be TRPG. Tabletop is one word. Is it? Yeah. Diana, we're out of time. Okay, all right, all right. Let's play the game, I guess. <laughs> out of time for our middle school. All right, let's go play all the right. game. Yeah, you want to go play the game? Our I transitions mean... are getting worse. <laughs> it's three years in, and I, I forget how to do our transitions Well, I try, and you always throw me off, but today I was talking about presents. There's no getting me back on track after presents. There's, just, there's no getting me back on track. So let's talk about presents by returning to the present. <laughs> Transition. <laughs> So, Marin, Akraya, and Sorel are in really bad shape. Yeah, they're not doing great. Uh, everyone's HP is halved. I think as you are making your way down the road, Osmer is just being a huge pain. He's crankier than usual. He's pulling on his reins for no reason. He's kind of just clomping and being annoying. He's snapping at passerbys as they walk past. Um, he's just kind of being a jerk. Do you, would you say that he's perhaps a bad attitude? He does today? have a bad attitude. Okay. And I'm going to need to think a little bit about how, like, what's going on with Akraya. But for Marin, like, what what is causing problems for Marin? How is Marin doing? What's 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 up? How's Marin feeling? I think it's a combo. Marin is rattled by the hallucination that she had. What it means, what it means for her, was it real, was it not? It's kind of so her brain is very much preoccupied, and then she's recovering from what could have been a fatal beasting. So, plus she's old. She's an old lady. Her bones don't work the way they used to. That's true. I mean, she's I, I kept, she's kept up. She's kept up by like working on the farm, but she's an old lady. Yeah, I forget that Marin's. Up there. Yeah. She old. Yeah. I mean, she's not 
old, old but she's but she's older she's re- she should have retired from the re- the adventuring game a long time ago in fact she did but yeah that's neither here nor there um so she you know she's just cranky old lady she's just cranky old lady today her bones hurt and i think sorel is hungry it, and I think Sorel has made it very well known that she's hungry. She's just kind of walking. She's like, Mararin, can we get in the rations? We should have eaten before we left. Marin, Marin, Osmer won't let me get near the rat. Marin, can you tell Osmer to let me into the rations? Akraya, do you have anything to eat? Oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Um, I think Marin definitely ignores that for as long as she can, but she like made a promise that she was going to try to be nicer to them and Sorella's is getting on her last nerve. She doesn't know how long she can keep that promise. So she's ignoring them thinking that that is the solution. We all know that's not the solution. She's going to bite their heads off soon, but she thinks that's the solution. And y'all are making your way through the pine forest, uh, Akraya is kind of like just keeping up. She's she's a little quiet today. Sorel is being obnoxious, and you're feeling very run down. And I think at one point, Sorel, y'all are walking, and uh, Akraya goes, "Marin, Sorel's missing." Oh God, um, I was not expecting that. Okay. Uh, Marin's reaction might genuinely be that, oh, God. But lower toned. Immediately snaps around. Immediately snaps around. And, like, barks very loudly. What do you mean she's gone? Uh, and I think you look around and Sorel is not on the road with the three of you. Um, and she is, she is not with you. And Akraya goes, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't watching her and she's just disappeared. And you see Marin. It couldn't have been that long ago. You see Marin take this deep breath and shakily breathe it out. She even does like the hand motions. Like she's visibly angrily pushing away her anger and breathing out her breath and going, when did you last see her or hear her? Only like uh, 10, 15 minutes ago. I I didn't even notice that I, she stopped complaining. Okay, I just stop talking. Stop talking. Stop talking. Please stop talking. And then Marin is going to use her animal tracking <laughs> to track this monster that uh, Sorrel has turned into. Now, I know I have to use topography Mm -hmm. but i feel like i know sorrel fairly well like so my plan is to walk back the way that we came looking for her tracks on either side of the road okay am i allowed to do that yeah okay okay now i'm rolling okay (laughs) (laughs) okay i rolled a 10 okay So you are, you pull on Osmer and yank him. He does not want to turn around. I imagine not. But you yank him around and start carrying him or pulling him back the way that y'all came. 
and Akreya is like scanning and you're scanning and you see uh, in the forest uh, down a little bit of an embankment from the road, you see Sorel like hunched over, like staring at something with her sword drawn. And she's just kind of like starting to creep through the woods a little bit with her sword like above her head as she's like walking through the woods. And she's like 30 feet away from you off the road. Part of me wants to stop and watch her make a fool of herself. But I don't think that's what Marin would do because she's a cranky old lady. So what Marin does is she uses her teacher voice and she goes, Sorel, what are you doing? And Sorel jumps and then she put, she, she, she jumps and then I think she dives down into the pine needles and then she looks back up at you with like her eyes are like so wide. You can see the whites of her eyes from like 30 feet away. And she, and she goes, she like waves her hands to be like, be quiet. And then she like waves you. She's like, she's like waving you towards her. I realized that I was doing a whole bunch of hand motions that don't translate to an audio, me- audio medium. She's, she starts like waving you towards her. All right. Those of you who have ever gotten in trouble by a teacher will know exactly what I'm describing. Marin pops out a leg so that she's like, like sitting in a hip, puts her hands on her hips. And goes, absolutely not. (laughs) And just stares. Because the expectation is that... I'm using my teacher voice now. Sorry. Marin's expectation. Not the expectation. Mm -hmm. Marin's expectation is that she will come back up. I imagine Sorel does not catch wind of this expectation. Um, No. Sorel understands what you are saying for <laughs> sure uh but i think sorel like waves at you again to be like shh, shh, shh. and then she waves for you to come down and then she points and in the woods you can see that there's like an overhang there's like a there's like a cave or, or like a there's a dugout in the earth and there is a saurian in this dugout and it's it looks like it's sleeping. It's got like one wing um, covering the the uh, the entrance, and it looks like a like if you saw like a peacock or a big chicken, a peahen, like like sleeping. How big is this? Like the size of a big chicken? Uh, it's like the size of a. It's hard to tell because it look it's it's got its wing covering the the entrance but it by the size of the dugout that it's taking up it looks like it could be like six feet long yeah okay it's a big chicken okay oh chickens are the worst and actually you know what can you give me a give me an animal tracking test nine uh you also see a person's foot sticking out from underneath the wing so it's eating a person i can make that assumption there's no movement or anything but there is a there's a leather boot sticking out from underneath the wing yeah okay cool 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 okay cool so i again if you've ever been in trouble with a teacher you might know this move i stare hard at sorel and i angrily point my face at 
the bird and then point it back to Sorrel and say, out of your damn mind, get back up here. And I point and everything is like stiletto, like not stiletto, staccato, like like get back up here. Staring. <sighs> Sorrel like stares up at the sky and starts like crawling back up towards you. And she's like, we could eat it. I have turned away from Sorrel and am going through Osmer to get Sorrel like a piece of bread or something. And I slam it into her chest and I go, you would have been eaten. Do you not see the boot? Are you not looking around? What boot? We have food. Why are you trying to kill food? You're wasting our time. Stop wasting our time. Here's some bread. Marin? And then immediately walking away. Marin! But it's it's good. It's meat. I don't want bread. Walking away. Uh, Marin! Marin has already left. She's gone. Uh, She's I- so angry now. <laughs> She's so angry. I think Akraya catches up with you and she goes, what What did you say about a boot? Was there a person? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a boot. Should we help them? No, they're dead. It's fine. All right. <laughs> Wait, was I supposed to help that person? I totally assumed that person was already like half eaten. That's, it, listen, totally up to you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think Sorel catches up with you. Sal would have tried to help. Sal Sal would have tried to help. Marin's like, no, it's eaten. It's dead. It's gone. Bye. I'm not worried about it. And uh, and y'all keep making your way through the through the forest. No, we were on the road or through the on the road. Yes, 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 yes. But the road goes through the forest. Yes. Yeah. Do you want break for camp first? Because y'all y'all won't or. I know we're not going to make it to the town before the day is over. Yeah. Um. So I think. I, tr- because I'm cranky mm-hmm. and Sorrel has ruined, and I, I think I say this, I think I say this, I think I go, you wasted so much of our time by pretending to think that you could hunt that thing. We are not stopping for lunch now. We Marin. will eat while we walk. No. The only time we will stop is when we make camp and that's your fault. Marin. And so we, like, nibble as we walk. <laughs> Marin would be a terrible teacher. That's a, so unfair. <laughs> it's such a compliant, like, teenager I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> but yeah, like, we're nibbling as we walk, making road sandwiches. She doesn't want to get in trouble again. She's being compliant. Yeah, she doesn't want to get yelled at again. Again, that's a compliant teenager. <laughs> you talk to a teenager? Not in a long time, no. <laughs> All right, and eventually y'all come to a campsite. Yeah. Off the side of the road. You want to set up camp here? Is it near enough dark? That was a weird way to say that question. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, it starts It starts getting dark. The sun is going down. Yeah, we set up camp as soon as it like starts to kind of go down. Yeah. We definitely want camp set up before it's dark. And it gets dark early because it's still overcast. Like that overcast never uh, leaves. And it looks like it, um, like the rain might break mm-hmm. tonight or tomorrow. It, it it smells like rain. It looks like rain. Um, it feels like it could go either way at this point. I don't know if you have any like ability, like, I don't know if Marin has any like weather watching 
senses herself. No, nothing that we've put down. On but uh, paper. Could, I will I will gladly take something, <laughs> but nothing we've put down on paper. And the the three of you start setting up, and you want to make a camp roll. Sure, I know how to do that. I, yep, I do know how to do that. I know how to do that. I know how to do that. Don't doubt me. I don't doubt you. I believe in you. Okay. Roll the seven. Okay. That is a failure. Okay. So um, fun. <laughs> so that means everyone is going to recover two HP and MP. Yes. We didn't lose any MP though. No, no. Okay. But everybody recovers two HP. And uh, don't forget and consume three water and three food. For each person? Yep. No, no, three total. Okay. And I think this campsite has a small Pega shrine to it. In it, it, I think it's a little, it's just a little uh, field off of the road that Mm -hmm. is, that is for campers. That's like approximately halfway between these two towns. Mm -hmm. And it's just a little field. There is a campsite that, that is here that had, there's a tent set up. And there is an old, uh, a dead fire and some other stuff. But there doesn't appear to be any people at this campsite. Okay. Um, there's like a stake and a, and a lead uh, next to this tent. And there is a small little, there's a small little pega shrine. It's just a little wooden, it's essentially just a little wooden box mm-hmm. on the edge of, of the campsite. And if you, uh, and I, I think the, the three of you start setting up camp. Right. What do, what do you do to set up camp? I set up my tent. Uh, I don't have a tent. It, well, I have a tent, but uh, we decided that it was only big enough for one person. It's more of a uni-use uni tarp oh, right. situation. Mm-hmm. So I set up my tent and my sleeping bag, and I put everything that needs to be sort of protected by the rain inside which really isn't very much because most of it's already in like weatherproofed stuff my setting up camp is very simple and then i very briefly help the kobolds because the sooner we make camp the less i have to deal with them so it's better to deal with them more now than deal with them more later so i help them set up camp once everybody is set up i take a little bit of the honey and i go to the pega shrine and i leave it there okay um so when I approach the Pega Shrine, I leave my little bit of honey. Um, normally, I would just kind of tip my head to the shrine, but I think I kind of bow my head like I'm praying. I'm not. I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. or thinking anything. I'm just kind of like standing there with my head bowed. And my, in my brain, I'm kind of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. Am I supposed to do this? Am I not supposed to do this? What am I supposed to do? So, like, I kind of just, like, have neutrally, I'm going to stand here for a little longer, I guess, and then walk away. Okay. Uh, someone has left a small uh, hunting knife with an antler bone handle uh, at the shrine for anybody who might need it. That's nice of them. I leave my honey. Okay. I just <laughs> listen. I know. I just want to I, I appreciate let it. you know what's there. One day I might take you up on something that is offered. Mm-hmm. Today uh, is not that day. And I think uh, you know, after Sorel and Acrea are setting up while you're doing that, and after they're finished, Acrea also goes over to the shrine and I think she does some of her like 
hive priest duties uh like the things that she would have done in the hive um she like wipes away some of the any of the muck or like the moss or anything that's growing on it she like clears the sides of it uh just kind of tends to the shrine before coming back um and so, while she's doing that sorel's just kind of like digging into something to eat right and uh sorel's lit a campfire and the the it's starting to get dark um it starts to get very dark to the point that the only light is coming from y'all's campfire is there anything that you want to do? I think Marin is the last to go to bed. Can I do yeah. s- do yeah, something yeah. before you go to bed? Yeah. So I think the it, it's very dark. And the three of you are around the campfire. And you're eating, maybe talking about something, when you hear footsteps approaching. And they don't sound like... They sound like they have a very long gait. Um, and they sound heavy and they're coming up what it sounds like uh, they, it sounds like they're coming up the road but it's it's too dark to see the road mm-hmm. because of the light of the fire and as y'all are sitting there in the campsite something emerges from the darkness into the light of your campfire and it is a six about five six foot tall saurian with bright green feathers and a yellow face, um, beautiful like plumage, a long yellow face. And from its hands hang two foot long sickle-like talons reflecting the light of the campfire. much for sticking around with us thank you so much for listening to us and for listening to this very specific episode ryutama was designed by atsuhiro okada and translated into english by matt sanchez and andy kitkowski you can find more at kotohi.com we want to thank zach b our editor and producer because if you don't hear me just cursing an awful lot saying the word um and like every other word or random Random sounds that just seem to come out of me sometimes when I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, you can you can thank Zach B for that. We also want to thank In Love with the Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemo's Place off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with the Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcast. It means a lot to us and it helps other people to find us. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Thank you so much to our patrons whose support keeps this show going. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us to maintain it and better it every week while getting cool rewards like access to our patron-only discord, a monthly bonus pod, and other things. Every dollar makes a huge difference. This episode was sponsored by Sean Tompkin, friend and designer of the Iron Sworn role-playing game, and Mark Kennedy. The beloved Pega Mark Kennedy is renowned as the ambitious warrior of the grasses, whose beautiful stone shrine stands tall in the plains, polished and clean. Thank you so much for your support, Sean and Mark. 
Thank you all again for joining us in our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world, that you continue to have a very nice day. But like, a very, very nice one. <laughs>